Truth Response. Welcome back with us. Welcome to Madness. I think you're gonna like it. Okay. It's not. All wonderful music. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is Derek. I'm here. Hello. Hey. Hi, Derek. Hi, Derek. <laughs> Glad you're here. Wow. Nick's here. Lizzie's here. And Trey's here. Yay. We are here. We are Markless. We are Markless. <laughs> like Horton here's Mark the Heretic is absent. We have been <gasps> unmarked this week. The mark of the beast. Aww. Oh, don't say that. That's not nice. It's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She dressed him like a beast, and he could be the mark of the beast. <laughs> wow. Poor guy. Can you believe it's already, like, Halloween? Nah. I Where feel like we gone? just Yeah, I feel like we just had it. Halloween. We just like, had Halloween. Yeah. I mean, we went from 2020 Halloween. and 2021 being, like, the longest years of our lives. Yeah. And then 2022 has just gone. Like, it just yeah. disappeared. Gone. The days will yep. be shortened. Yeah. <sighs> the next time we do a recording, it's going to be November. Oh. It, right. That's, right. Yeah, we're not doing one next week, though. We'll next see. week is November. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We won't be here. Slackers. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to be going on vacation. What the heck? You so. need to come back for this. No. Actually, we could try to record, but... No. But Lizzie says so. <laughs> Boss says vacation. <laughs> Boss says vacation. That means vacation. Unless we did it on Monday. Welcome to my no. Monday. Okay. <laughs> so, what do we got for this week? Halloween. We can talk about Halloween again. Yeah, we did. That. I feel did like you were year. here last time we talked yeah. about <clears throat> this. Tray. I was. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about, we talked yeah, about was, the veil and. Yeah. I was way baby. Like what? Yeah, I was a lot younger about then. John the Baptist and what he eats. That Focus. was like, I was fresh. Focus and honey. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you guys are talking about this week in class? Yeah. So I have a I have a paper plate, and on one side it says what you eat, and the other side it says what John eats, <laughs> and then there's pictures of different wow. foods. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm real excited about it. Everybody said he was crazy. He was. Well, no, he wasn't. He, was. he might have been the sanest of us all, right? Crazy for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. He he was that's how if he was out of his mind he was out of his mind for the Lord. (laughs) Even before he was born, he was only dubbed crazy because he wasn't doing what the rest of the world was doing. Right, which is the same thing reason why Jesus was labeled as crazy. Right, you gotta be you gotta be a little different. This is no, we're not. You know, my brain's still processing. Never mind. To do that job, you'd have to be a little different. Yeah, like. Can you imagine, like, what his parents thought? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Jerry, just stop making such a ruckus. Well, it doesn't talk about about his parents after uh, the whole, like, initial nope. with Mary and they Elizabeth, been, right? They might have been like, dead at that point. They were very old when because they had they were him. Old. Yeah, they were old when they were They were very old yeah. when they had him. Yeah. They were, like, Abraham and Sarah, Sarah yeah. old when they had him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They may not have lived to see his ministry. I would. There might have been a reason. <laughs> well, he was the same age <laughs> you know, as like, Jesus, and if he yeah, started ministering, months, he's just a few months older than Jesus. Yeah, so if he started ministering, what, three, four years before him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
He'd have been mid-20s. He'd have been mid-20s. They'd have been in like 117. Potentially. Ish. Because I, I feel like I... I don't think it actually says their age. It yeah, just says that she's old. past childbearing yeah. age. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I she thought could have been were... 45. I don't know. Is that when you think most women stop bearing children? Dude. 2,000 years ago, things were very different than they are now. That's true. She I have could, no idea. They probably I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I've got no <laughs> clue. We're probably way more screwed up now. I mean, <laughs> kids were, we were okay with kids having kids 100 years ago. Yeah. I mean, I say kids. I mean, 12, 14-year-olds were okay to have kids 100 years ago. So now they just do it, and it's not okay, you know, by societal, some societal standards. Yeah, when did that all change? Like, I mean, Christians will be like, oh my gosh, you got pregnant at 14? When it's like, Mary got pregnant probably around that age, right? Like, She was an exception. Oh, yeah. But she was not the she exception was, she was, time. Okay. She was betrothed. She wasn't married yet, though. She Okay, that was the exception, right? Like, that wasn't, that was the part that was exceptional, not, not the whole age thing. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things. It was things. quite scandalous at the time. You didn't have uh, the option to be a career woman. Mm-mm. They hadn't burned their bras yet. No. I don't even think they had invented them. Probably not. I think they just used, like, fabric. Well, not, you don't need one when you're, like, 12. <laughs> I think they just used cloth wrap. <laughs> This is going some weird directions, we can, y'all. We can talk about yeah, maybe how possibly, this? like, the disciples were actually, weird. like, you know, in their teenage years when they were following Jesus. Yeah, probably late Probably teens. only John. John was the young one. Yeah, but they're, when Jesus went, when um, Jesus had them pay the temple tax, it was only for himself and for Peter, meaning the other ones wouldn't have been old enough to pay temple tax, hmm. which would mean that they were... Under what, 16? Or maybe they 16, were just 18. on their own. Jesus is like, well, I caught my fish. Well, it's probably, if, if anything, it would be under 20, not under 16. Because yeah. almost everything that, like when Scripture talks about mm. Jewish people being of a certain age, there's like the 12, 13, mm. and then there's the 20. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, like, you weren't you weren't army you weren't army capable until 16, 20. I think 16, though, was like the age where it was like you would go into business, start learning stuff with your parents and still be under. Right, them. but you would still be under age. Yeah. Well, kind yeah. of, generally speaking. Oh, I mean, they didn't count them as, as yeah. the, the, a certain grouping. Like, if you look at the whole Old Testament, like, that's the boring part that nobody wants to read. <laughs> it talks about how, like, you know, uh, what is it, Leviticus or Numbers or Numbers. Numbers, that's a boring one. Please one of tell them. Us one more. of them gets boring, right? Like Leviticus it, it is, is the law. Numbers is building the temple and Deuteronomy. Or the, okay. tena- De- the tabernacle. So all of the above, of right? Deuteronomy second book of law. All yeah. of the above <laughs> probably talks about it. Um, I think Numbers is actually what I'm referring to, um, but it talks about like counting the people, right? Like, mm. and this is how many was in this group mm-hmm. of this group, you know? And that they had numbers, so it's probably yeah. numbers. It's probably numbers. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Shows you how on my brain is right now. Yeah. On. Lots of things we could talk about. What are you talking about this Sunday? Or what did you talk about this Sunday? 
I didn't preach this Sunday. Well, you, when this will comes do. out, you will have. This Sunday is going to be Outreach Sunday. Oh, okay. So, so what are you talking about? We're, <laughs> we, have four, we have four partners coming in. Yeah. Focus is on family and kids specifically. So we've got our partners from Four Kids and then Hope Four Kids and then Better Together and Pregnancy Resource Center. So there are varying different capacities of how to serve. Cool. So you've got substance for birth, right? That all lives matter. I don't know if I can say that aloud, if that's allowed anymore, but all that. And then we've got... We're not politically <laughs> correct here. Life so starts okay. at conception. Yep. And then we've got the whole, well, if it doesn't work out, you've got the whole foster care thing. And then Better Together has the whole mitigating foster care, keeping families together. And then four kids is a foster care agency. Yeah. So is there going to be any message attached to it? Or? Not really. Okay. Just like it's going to be round table. So these guys, we're going to... We're going to talk about, um, we'll do the intro with them, who they are, what they do, why they do it kind of thing. Um, we should and, do one of those with everybody here. And then That's I want to talk about, my big question to hit them with is what's the number one issue facing kids and families in our community? Hmm. You know, we should have them on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. On occasion. Like. Sure. Maybe cycle some in. I don't know. If you guys would be interested in hearing from local ministers. We need to expand our viewer viewer base. But that might be a way to do so. That's true. As they plug us in some of their social media. Yeah. Boom. Sorry, Mark. So what? Let's let's talk about that question. That's a good one, right? Mm -hmm. What's that dirty look for? What question? What's the number one issue facing our kids or families today in our community? I have an answer. Go. Okay. Um, not enough God in the house. Okay. That's, How about not enough dad in the house? Mm. I mean, you, you're right. No, I'm not saying yeah, you're wrong. Yeah, like I'm, I'm going like, back to the... We're, we we got to go back to an earlier... Like you're not going to get dad in the house if you don't have God in the in the dad, right? Like, Well, not, that's not true. Yes, it is. Eh. Because, because what? Well, as a man who's lived... 37 years without God in his life, I can tell you that I was not a, I was not being a father. Like, I was a tyrant. Sure. So. Sure, but even even having a tyrant in the house <clears throat> has proven sure, that, to yeah, be better, better than, for a yeah, family. Yeah, that's true. That's than, better than nothing. But at the same time, absence. you know, it creates a whole new host of problems, right? And so at the, at the core level, we have to get back to um, the real, real deep, issue which is fathers not having god and um you know we've this culture uh the world is on a quest to especially american culture has like been on a quest the last 20 plus years to destroy men um and 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 by uh association destroy the nuclear family Mm. um you know satan's Satan is a wily uh, snake, you know, and he goes after the 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 head, and because if you can bring down the head, you can bring down the body. So and so, destroying the head of the house brings the rest of the house down, puts all the 
quote-unquote responsibility onto the mother to raise the children and then she feels like she's failed because she's doing it by herself and then the kids you know don't have the stability that they need and it just the whole thing just collapses with without god Mm -hmm. so and that's not to say like if you add god and leave out a father like you're gonna get the best result that's obviously not true but god has an ordained order right Mm -hmm. god father mother son or child yeah i think there's definitely something something significant to that and so this past weekend uh went up to pennsylvania my niece got married and uh did you wear your pastor shirt uh, no, I forgot it, man. And I, there's so many times, like, I was just, I should be wearing that shirt right now because this is going to make a sermon illustration one day. Um, but we, uh, wedding was beautiful. Everything went really well. Like, the most pristine fall Pennsylvania day that you could ask for, like, mid-60s, fall yeah. colors, oh, all nice. that great stuff. It was beautiful. That's wonderful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Uh, but two very different families coming together. So my my niece, who comes from a place where her parents are divorced, lots of stuff swirling around that. Um, And then, obviously, my sister's parents, which are my parents as well, (laughs) are divorced. You had me confused there for a moment. I was like... So there's there's that as well. So there's like this line of divorce there. And then her husband now... um, comes from a very traditional home and they've God is in their home but they're not necessarily connected to the church on Sundays they Mm. they do race they do racing so every weekend they're at the track I feel that so but they find time to connect with the church during the week which is pretty cool um so really interesting I was talking to to the the dad of the groom and and their family great family by the way um so couldn't ask for my niece to be married into a better family but very traditional when it comes to roles when it comes to the way things work um her so husband and then husband's dad they are in business together they build custom race cars and they get featured in car magazines and send them all over the world which is really cool um but he was he was talking about how what his schedule looks like every day we just kind of got on this this kind of thing about husbands and wives and things like that and he's like every day at 12 o'clock i walk in from the shop and my wife has lunch for me and so she does that and we take an hour and we eat lunch together and then every day I walk in from the shop at five o'clock and exactly at five o'clock dinner is on the table and that has been the way it's been for however long they've been married 28 years or whatever whatever it was it was was a substantial amount of time Um, (laughs) so he's like this is this is the way it is and we talked about finances and their approach and living in that debt-free way and and things like that and um we really agreed on a lot of what marriage should kind of look like from at least from a biblical standpoint and it's worked really well for them and then you've got the other side which is my crazy family where 
marriage never looked the way it kind of should, where you could see there was a, there were very defined lines and roles in their marriage, and they both leaned into those roles, and they both accepted what those roles were. They weren't glorious. They weren't glamorous. They weren't, you know, it wasn't any high frills, like, but they both submitted to one another where submission was due, and they relied on one another in order for it to work together. And then you've got the normal American family, which is it's all about what I want when I want it. And it's all about us having all the stuff in the world and, you know, all of those kind of things. And it was it was just a really interesting conversation to have. And I'd done six weeks of counseling with my my niece and, and her now husband. Um, and we touched on a lot of these topics and then to find that he has had that a lot of those things modeled for him was was really encouraging. Um, the question I have is, how did she feel about it? What's that? Uh, how does she feel about like is, is that, that kind it, of or lifestyle? Is that, is that the expectation? Well, of her yeah, as well? that's. I, I'm I'm a little concerned that there might be some of that pressure put on her to do that, and then there is the whole. Like actual what? pressure, or her feeling like there is pressure. No, when there I isn't. don't think she feels like. That. Okay, that's I don't good. think she feels like there's any pressure. Maybe at some point there will be, and I would think maybe when kids come, um, because she is, she is the primary breadwinner when it comes to that. She's mm. a she's a uh, RN, um, makes really good money, has a really great schedule. Like she's going to be the one that that brings home the bacon, you know, and. Mm. Un, at least until her husband would take over the business, if mm-hmm. that is what they would do. Um, and the the parents have also been very encouraging to things. Like when they go racing on the weekends, um, you know, dad does all the buy-in. So he buy, buys them into the races. He provides the fuel. He does those kind of things. And then whatever they win, it's theirs, which is pretty cool. To, to see that kind of thing happen too. So um, he, he they help them in that way. And they win a lot, which is really cool. Like they've got pictures of in the winner circle with $5,000 checks or $15,000 checks or whatever, which is awesome. I mean, a race car is not cheap. That, that's for sure. Like they, right. they've got yeah. tens of thousands of dollars. And then, you know, you buy slicks and the maintenance and all those kind of things that go into those cars is, I don't even understand it. Um, it is not. It is not cheap to right. maintain a race team. No, no. Of like, so I raced go karts as a kid. Kind of the same thing every Sunday at the track, mm-hmm. and and that my dad one year spent way too much money. Like it, it was absurd the amount of money that you can spend in these sports. Yeah. So. Yeah. But really, just a really cool, really interesting dynamic to see these two different families. I mean, that's what every marriage really is, is, is this, these two different families where you grow up in two different ways that come together. And if you don't have a good foundation, so I get where you're at, if you don't have a good solid foundation and the only solid ground is Christ or and the Bible, like that's your guidebook throughout this whole thing. If you don't have that, you don't have anything to stand on. That's kind of that series that, that we've been in, solid ground. But... All right, go ahead. I, I, you want to throw something I in understand what you guys are saying with that, and not to be, like, devil's advocate, but... But that's what you are. Like, 
there are a lot of exceptions to the rule mm-hmm. on that. Like, I I think that we all need God and Jesus. I I do, um, and that it is the best foundation, right? Um, and it's the firm foundation. Mm-hmm. Every other foundation is sinking sand. Like right. I get it. Um, it doesn't mean sand. I know. I'm, I'm going all <clears throat> hymns on you. Boom. I'm sorry. Um, Your Baptist is showing. My traditional Baptist is showing. I'm sorry. Um, I'll get to the Pentecostal part of it later. Um, <laughs> but there, uh, there's there's people out there that it it's still they're still solid in in that sort of thing, mm-hmm. or they they can maintain level headedness in their relationships, and they can blend well even without. Um, well, okay. Let me let me put it this way: the without choosing the correct foundation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, but um, I think that religion tends to have a balance in that, mm-hmm. um, regardless of the religion. Sometimes, not regardless, but a lot of religions mm-hmm. can balance that. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we know the 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 true religion, but I I just I I hate to make it feel like. If you don't have God, you can't have a you solid life. I mean, that's not... You know what I mean? If you don't like, have God, you, it doesn't automatically make you a bad father. Right. You're not right. just automatically a bad person. You're not just automatically a bad uh, You're not spouse. a bad spouse. You're, You're not, not a bad, bad parent. Right. I, I completely missing, disagree with all of well, that. But... but <laughs> You can, but here's the thing: you're wrong, um, <laughs> because because it doesn't make you a bad that right. We're all bad people. There like, you go. We're all bad, See? right? I, so you just proved me right. But Thank you. no, 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 because that's the approach you're taking, and I'm taking a realistic approach to talking to human beings. Like you're not talking to God, right? God understands that, and He agrees with that. Mm-hmm. But we're talking to human beings, and human beings need to know that they aren't just trash like i didn't say they were trash right but bad people what's the difference like there's not really there is a difference no no, there's not yeah there is what's the difference there's an absolutely difference right um (laughs) well thanks no like the term garbage means to be thrown out and 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 refuse discardable waste Uh, you you know useless yeah that's not what i said right i said bad evil right so you can't be a loving father in true love, right? Because there's only one true love. That's, that's Jesus well, Christ. I would argue so, with that then that you can't be a loving father with Christ. Not, because not I truly, would like to see you fulfill not the truly. definition you're of right. love, right? Like, you're, no, you're right. I can't, not me. Right. But through Christ, we can do that, so, right? But but what, what <clears throat> the problem that we run into in this case is we can't, without the love of Christ, we can't truly love one another as God loves us. Because we, you don't recognize what that love looks like unless you've had that revelation of Christ. And so I'm not saying like, oh, if you don't have God, you know, you're scumbag. That's not what I said, right? I'm saying you can't, like, we have to... Take a step back and and understand that bad does not necessarily, or uh, when I say bad, I'm not saying like that you don't deserve to, well, <laughs> we don't, 
but that's not i'm not saying like we can discard you right like i don't discard you but we have to acknowledge that god knows how to love us best that there's one right way to do it and without him we're not going to be able to love our family in the way that we're supposed to and 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 that's coming from 36 years of experience not loving my family the way and I was trying my best, okay? I was trying my best. I thought that I had it all, like, I was trying to hold it down, and I can't. Right, you had a missing piece. I, and, and I'm not saying that that's not the case. However, I am saying that not everything that you did was wrong or bad or whatnot. You, you could have been loving your kids, just not perfectly, right? Like, you could have been loving your family, just not perfectly. And I... I think that when we're talking to people that maybe are on the, you know, the edge of this whole, you know, well, what is this Jesus thing all about? Or even people who maybe are married to a spouse that doesn't believe you, you don't want, you don't want people to think automatically that this person is bad just because they don't have Jesus. Right. Because we're still bad with Jesus. Right. Right. So, so throw that, throw that out. Like, that's what I'm saying is like, we, we are trying to tell people that there's a better way, right? And that's the foundation, the firm foundation. And the other foundations are, are sandy, that, like we talked about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. right? Where that foundation, it, when you take a little bit out, the house crumbles, right? Of course. But it doesn't mean that attributes and, and actions and the way you go about certain things are bad. Because we have an inherent nature given to us by God. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? That... And, and, and so that being fully human, there are, are parts of that, that God gave us those, he gives us a choice, but he also does give us that desire to do, do good by one another too, right? Like there's, and, and that's what we're in constant conflict with. And usually we choose to, to go with ourselves other than other people. And, and that's not to say that once, you know, once you're saved or, or once you've accepted, uh, accepted Christ and, 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 and repented of your sin and, you know, put your faith and trust in Christ that you're going to be like magically the perfect parent. That's, that right. is so not true. And I can tell you from experience that it's not true. That doesn't work like that. Okay. But if you can be the best parent you can try to be the best parent you want by yourself. You're gonna fail. And, but and that's I, what I'm saying. Like that's that's not diff. That's not the different part, right? The different part is that we can hope to be better, because our foundation's not gonna fall out from under us. However, yeah, sure. we still can fail as Christian parents. So that part didn't change, right? Like we can fail mm-hmm. as Christian parents. It, it's Absolutely. a possibility. And it's a probability, probability. all likeness. Because we're still like, human. Likeliness, right? So, well, and so that's there... the part that doesn't change. I'm just trying to say, like, hey, you can be a decent husband, and you can be a de- decent parent, and you can be a decent friend without Jesus, but you can't be the best one, right? Like, you can't be the, the, the best of that. You can be a decent one. I know decent human beings that don't love Jesus. I, I do. And I as, don't. as 
uh, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm sorry that that you haven't met decent human beings outside of Jesus because I'd, there are plenty of we'd them. We'd have to look. You were you were a decent human being before you had Jesus. No, I wasn't. You you claim that for yourself, but no. I met you before I, you had Jesus. I was not a decent person. I still met you before you had Jesus, and I wasn't decent. Okay. Well, we can argue that all day long, but I'm saying there are decent people that don't, I don't have hold, Jesus. I don't hold anybody to a standard that I don't hold for myself. So, I understand that, but they're not I'm playing saying? by the same rules. They don't because mm-hmm. they don't understand they, yet. But mm-hmm. no, nope, they're not I, playing by the same rules. They, they don't have to play by the same rules, but they're playing the same game. Okay, so you know we can we can that's that's starting to get into like subjective reality. Okay, which which is not a thing. Like there is a a firm foundation of of biblical truth, and that biblical truth states that there is a way to do things, and without Christ. We cannot, we will be left with nothing. But they're incapable of seeing that stuff. Here, here's what... Without Christ, they're incapable of it. I, I, don't I, have I, the I, Holy Spirit to interpret. This is going to sound shocking, but I tend to agree a little bit more with you, Derek. Because, But I also understand, Trey, where you're at. Because what you find is that all of the traits that make, a, a, we'll say men, for example, a, that make a, a man, husband, father, that make them good, they're all biblical traits. Yeah. They're all things that usually have to be taught, but still are inherent within us, that we recognize, well, this is good, and this thing's not. Mm-hmm. We can have some of those traits without having the thing that is behind all of that, right? We can... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking for an analogy there, but I, I don't. I don't have one right now. Happy little accident. So, yeah, it can be right. Yeah, it can be that. Well, so it's we built in us, right? Because it's built into us. So yeah, I there is something there that inherent in all of us is we have the desire to be like God because we're created in His image. We've got the desire to do things the way He determined them to operate. We can actively rebel against those things, and we all do at some point in some way. Every day, really. Um, so we have all of that, but we also have these set of principles and guidelines that we know are good. And and even whether you're a, a Christ follower or you operate out of the secular world, the secular world agrees with most of those things that we say, these are things that make a good husband. These are things that make a good father. These are the things that make a good employee. These are the things that make good whatever. People. Right, good people. Um, and granted, we don't measure ourselves. We don't measure ourselves with the the stick of Jesus. Maybe we should. Maybe we shouldn't, because we can never achieve that. Um, there should always be a striving toward that, but we can never achieve that. Um, so, in comparison, we can do good by the people around us, even though we've fallen well short of the line that. Christ has drawn for us. So I think there is some some validity to both of your arguments there. Yeah, we're we're not complete. Um you you're a Baptist, right? You know, you know the tulip, so we're totally depraved. Um we I'm not saying I so, disagree. Right. We have either. all of that. We, you guys are are arguing from two different points. I think that's what I'm what I'm hearing. You're debating two different points of all. Yeah, of I this. think we're we're the our 
Target is different. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Target, yeah. I, I mean, I understand that, yes, we are, I mean, we are totally depraved. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are horrible people. I mean, we are just people, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're, just, we're horrible beings, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we just, we have this selfishness, and mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. uh, we're told that, you know, it's, it's our own evil desires that drag us away and entice us even. Mm-hmm. Um, however, like that's something that does not necessarily have to be in the forefront of, of that communication necessarily. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know that we're bad. Mm-hmm. Like you ask anybody, I disagree with that. Too. No, we all know that we've done something wrong. We all know that we have done something in our lives wrong. That and if, that is, and if they, know, if someone denies yeah, that, there, there we go. They're, they no, know. Not everybody's, they're just right. going to deny it out loud. Yeah, they right? cover, like that's the difference. Not we cover, we cover that. over our sin different ways. Yeah. So we cover over our sin by the blood of Christ, right? Yeah. Other people cover over their yeah. sin by saying, "I'm, I'm yeah. a female in a man's body," or "I'm a man in a female's body," right? Uh, people cover over their sin in a bunch of different ways. Everybody's covering it over. Yeah. Well, look at evangelism, right? Like one of the tactics in evangel uh, and your stereotypical evangelism, street evangelism, is the whole. Well, have you ever stolen a piece of gum from a gum uh, from a candy store or whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, and well, yeah, well, that makes you a thief, right? Oh, that's bad. Yeah. So, you know, have you ever? told a, a lie, a small lie to your mom. Well, that makes you a liar. And that's, and everyone knows those things, right? Mm-hmm. We all know it. Whether we want to like live our lives like it's a horrible thing or not, or whether we want to be covered but, by the blood of Jesus is different, right? But we, we all know that innately. Yeah, but the, the, the purpose of that is, is to preface and convict, right? So like, if we're not convicted of our sin then we don't realize we even have a problem, right? So me, th- think of it this way. If I, see, if I see a man, and he, he's got it mostly together, you know, he's got a good job, he's, you know, he's got a couple kids, he, you know, th- there's no obvious, like, adultery. Red flags. Red, there's no big red flags, right? You know, and that's what my family looked like, okay? There was no red flags. But if you really got down into it and you looked at it, it was rotten. And, and, and so, like, if, if you'd have come to me and said, Trey, you're a good guy, you know, you just, you, you, you know, I, I feel like that would be doing me a disservice because the reality is, is I'm not a good guy. But okay? you're still not. See, that's the thing. I know. You know what I mean? Like, in that I'm, ideal, I, I'm, right? I'm, like, I know. I'm saying that we have to, I, or not we have to, but I feel like it's important for us to, to start from that place of conviction and, and you know, someone might be offended and be like, hey, well, I'm, I was, you know, I'm sorry, you weren't. Like, you weren't doing it, you but weren't doing it right, because more than likely there was a selfish reason. We can't start from that point, because if we start from that point, it pushes people away. But, but that's, but if you look at the way that even the way that Christ preached was repentance and then faith, we have to acknowledge our, our, our sin and then we can turn in faith to the to the Savior of Christ. If and it's the same way in our if, if, when we're looking at our marriage, and, and I look at it the same way that without Him, I wasn't doing it for the right reasons. I was trying really hard to love my family, but all of the reasons were selfish. Keep my wife off my back. To keep the kids quiet. To keep the you know make sure the kids got good grades. 
not to cause any waves. You know, these are all things that are convenient for me, but it doesn't mean they're right. You know, and so I don't disagree and, with and that. so like while I, you know, we have to look at why people are doing because I can be generous. I can be very generous. But if I'm only being generous to win your favor, but here's then, the thing, you know, there's this it's is not your job to convict. It, it certainly is. No, it's not. Peter said, repent. Right. No. Yeah, That's, absolutely. Right. We are, we are to call to repentance, but I it's don't, not your job to convict. That's the Holy Spirit's job. Well, and that was the piece that I was saying but, is that. Pointing out sin is how, I'm, who else, how else are we going to, if we don't talk about sin? Because, because honestly, man, like there is, there is even more about Jesus that is awesome than just that. Like the everyday relationship, the hope for a better tomorrow, the, what, the, the unlocked love, like we, we could, we could talk about a lot of things that Jesus allows us and gives us. Without the whole, like, talking about the whole, the fact that he takes away our sins, right? And he covers those. But that's the only way that you get to the other stuff. Like, you, you don't get to the resurrection without the crucifixion. Sure. I, you know what I mean? But you don't get to say those things to people that you don't have a relationship with. Right. Because that's not what Jesus did. Jesus talked to them say, once he built their... You don't say, to, like, you're like, a horrible person or right. these are the things, like... We are you have all to have horrible a relation. Well, right, but yeah. that's the thing. That's not we a... We know that as humans, right? Like, we know that we're not perfect, even if we don't want to admit it. We know that. So starting there generally pushes people away, yes. not brings them closer. Then they weren't ready and to even, receive. Well, but you could say that, or you didn't present it right. And that's... That is something that I, it's... I understand... Look, dude, I I I've struggled back and forth with with those two different methodologies, um, and honestly, like, it's better to be like loving towards someone, and then once you are in in that, and you have earned a place in their life to speak, then then getting into okay. that nitty gritty, right? Because if if not, right, Jesus is different. You can't compare this to Jesus. Because Jesus is the God of the universe. So, like, when he spoke to someone, they felt that unlock, right? They, sure. it wasn't just, like, you and I, we don't have that power. Like, we don't have that yeah. ability where we, have where we speak in into somebody that, that, and say, that look, those is anybody else gonna, has anyone else thrown a rock? Well, but no, the, I won't either. Like, get the, up and sin no more. Like, that's, that, he speaks with an authority, and he speaks with a forgiveness that we don't have the ability to do. Right. Therefore, whatever he says and does, like, as much as we need to strive towards a lot of that, we don't have the ability to do some of those methodologies. No, we don't, we don't have the ability to do miracles, right? Of course not. I don't have the ability to do anything outside of what he allows me to do. Sure. Right? And so, all I'm, my job is to preach, is is to tell the truth about sin and about the crucifixion and about the resurrection. And and the the thing is, is, is we have people, anybody here who is not, anybody listening right now that has not accepted Christ, that has not decided that Christ is Lord and that they are committed to him and his way and, and they haven't repented of their sin, is in a burning building. And I'm screaming at them to get out of the burning building. And I will do whatever it takes to get them out of the burning building outside of sin. And me telling them that they're in a burning building is not a sin. 
It is not, I'm not judging them. I am not, con- I'm, I'm speaking the truth, which convicts them in their, the Holy Spirit convicts them. I'm not convicting them. I'm simply speaking the truth that I know to be true. And when the truth is spoken, if it convicts them, then so be it. I can't do anything about that's, you know, and, and I let the Lord handle that. I can put it out there. They can, they can either pursue God or not. Whether they, whether they say, oh, you know, a lot of people do turn away. That's true. But you scatter seed, and some of it falls on the path. And, and that's the stuff that gets picked up by the birds. Yeah, but if without love, you're throwing it on the path, it, dude. Without, without, without leading in love. Without love, everything is a banging gong, right? Yep. Like that's, that's, First Corinthians. That's First Corinthians 13. So without leading in love... Like in speech, right? A loving speech without leading in that, then what you're doing is you're taking that pile of seeds and throwing it on the path. And that's it's important that yes, you may be trying to scatter seeds, but what you're doing is you're unintentionally throwing it somewhere where it's never going to sink in and grow because you're turning people off if you don't lead in love. You're so and I say you, but let's, I just let's mean look people. at the parable I, though. Did the seed not grow because of the way that this the planter sowed the seed, or did the seed not grow because of where it fell? No, you're right about that. I'm right. saying like but uh, the the it was assumed within that parable that the sower was doing the right thing. Yeah. What is the right thing? Define that. Because loving, that's, starting with love, right? Because right. it has to, because that's what First so, Corinthians 13 so, tells us. So why is there an assumption that if I tell someone that they have sin in their life and that without it they're going to hell, that I'm not loving them? If You said that you can't be a decent human being without Jesus. We can't. I know, but you can't lead with that. Because you're that, turn people that, away. that will never win anyone. Okay, not never, because that's a universal and that doesn't work. But 99,000 times out of 99,001, that's not going to win people. Because it's not, A, who cares? Who cares what you have to say? Secondly, (laughs) not in Jew, but I mean, me too. All right, I'm I'm pointing this at me too, right? Okay, so who cares what I have to say, right? Like, number one, who am I? To, to anybody that's that doesn't know me, who am I? I am a nobody, right? So I haven't even earned the spot to speak into life. Now, if if they're on here, sure, they have tuned in. Yeah, I that get was that. my assumption. No, no, and I get that. <laughs> I, to, to some degree, I We're get that, right? We're not on the street. <laughs> I understand. You know, this is... and, but in all fairness, like, this is your, like, third, fourth, fifth time to be on here. We've been doing this for two, three years, yeah. right? So, I mean... To some degree, there's some of that, right, in there. Not saying I should be doing this this way either, but I'm saying like the first things first. Like if they don't if they don't have any relationship with you, mm-hmm. then who cares? Like that nine times out of ten, they're not gonna care what what you're saying. I mean, unless they give you platform, and even then. You should be doing it in love. So 
if you're not leading with love, like in a loving way, some people need to be have directness. Okay, I was talking about this today at, at uh, pantry when we were doing pantry at work, and and some people, yes, some people need that direct, hard, like almost aggressive, stern push, right, and correction and way of being spoken to. Most people don't. Most people need to be eased into things. Most people need to be, you know, I mean, because who are you to, to be correcting somebody who doesn't know Jesus? You're not. You are the one. No, you're not I to correct. What was like, what was I, what did I do to correct someone? Well, you're calling out people's sins, right? Like, who are you to, we, to I'm calling correct? out sin in general, like all sin, like we, as in, I, Okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I the like, challenge okay. is just culturally our our culture doesn't have a, a great concept of sin. When that's, you, that's so nice. when you use yeah. the word sin, it doesn't mean anything. That's true. It doesn't mean what it's supposed to mean, right? right? So I the, the issue it, yeah. is is the Bible's been around for 2000 years, give or take, right? Um so all of these words and the concept of church and the concept of Jesus Jesus himself, right? This has all been ongoing for 2,000 years, and the church has done a really bad... Mm-hmm. For the most part, the church has done a really bad job of representing who Jesus is. And it has its seasons where it goes really well, and there's revival. It has its seasons where it goes really poorly, mm-hmm. and you end up with the Dark Ages, right? It's, it's all <laughs> laid out in the First Testament how that works yeah the yeah. first <laughs> it's the first like testament it's... the first testament has judges right and that's what i feel like the approach that you're taking no, right there but that's I'm that not. that's the sounding of it i for somebody who's been a christian his whole life pretty much like that is the sound of it no, i mean i'm, I'm not, and i maybe it's just I'm because i'm not anybody no 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 no. i'm the whole like that approach is the judge's approach you were called to do this boom this is the this is the commandment. Boom. This is the yeah. You know, Jesus didn't act like that. That's the difference. I'm. If I tell you, this is this is what Jesus said, right? Jesus said to, you know, love your neighbor, right? And we're not loving our neighbor, okay? Um, then, you know. It, well, especially if it's a brother. Now, not now outside, right? Uh, that's those, what I'm talking about. Those probing questions, right? That's I'm talking specifically those, right now those, about non-Christians. Those probing questions is if if it were me in in outwardly, that's more how I'm going to address it because I understand that like someone who's in, not Christian does not hold sin in the same view that I do. In fact, most secular people think it's kind of a joke. Mm-hmm. Like they're like whatever. Like who cares, you know? And that that really troubles me. Billy Joel said it. I'd rather laugh with the sinners than cry with the saints. You know, and that, only the good die young. That breaks my heart, and I would tell them that. You know, and I'm I'm an as much as as blunt as I am. I'm blunt also when I in 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 expressing the sadness that that would bring me or the love that I have for them and that I don't want them to perish, that that's not what I want for them, that I'm, I'm trying to speak truth to them and, and share with them. Because there's a certain point where 
things potentially devolve and they think that I'm, like you said, that I'm being a judge and I'm not a judge. I'm just speaking truth and we've all sinned. We all have to face judgment, you know, and if, if we're feeling convicted, then we, we need to, we should hopefully look to rectify that situation. But I don't think we're called you to know? set out to, to make somebody feel convicted. I don't think that we're that's not to do that. no we're we're set no. out to preach the gospel right which is that Jesus died so that we could be reconnected with him right but if right. you're not convicted in the of basis, sin you have no in need. the basics no well because even I, Jesus started I with the could law. live I could live almost perfectly right and well I don't know you probably could be saved through the law maybe no if you kept it perfectly if it was possible. Or, or is that where well, the whole like original sin, like, that was that was born the, with sin thing? That was came the in. point of it, though. Was the point of the law was to you recognize you can't keep it. No, right. no, you, you, they couldn't keep so, the letter right. of the law when there was only one. Which is why Jesus said, "Here's the two things you need to focus on: love God, love others." Yeah, that's what Jesus said. Right. Jesus didn't say you need to make sure that you know. You tell people they're not supposed to murder. You're not supposed to. Your your focus isn't to tell people that they shouldn't covet, that they shouldn't uh, disobey their parents, that they shouldn't make. When did I, mean, I When did I write that? Because Trey said you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to murder. I I'm simply going to the word and saying God says don't murder. God I understand, says, but don't be an adulterer. But to don't an unbeliever, be, you know, nobody cares what God's word says. They need to see the love of him, right? Like, I have had way more success with talking to people about God after showing them that I'm not like everyone else, right? I, I, I don't let them trash-talking Christianity get to me because their view of Christianity doesn't matter to me. But I've lived with them saying things like they thought we should string up all the preachers and hang them in the churches like i and and yet i've been able to have great conversations with those people about god not there yet but getting there about god because i just i don't live in a way that's judgy and i feel like it can be if if you're if you're not just showing love right and I look, Again. I am the first to say we need to hold people accountable. Like Mark and I had this argument, right? No, in you're not. Church, you're a liar. In the church, <laughs> Lizzie didn't even want to be here during it. Like it was uh, it was a big thing. Like in in the church, absolutely I think we should I'm, hold each other accountable because we don't want that loving lovingness. Don't lose that love and feeling. Don't lose it, right? Like it's that's a, wow, this is like the music episode. Like this we're bringing all kinds of music stuff in. But but we don't we need to make sure that we aren't, as Christians, stepping outside of that. I'm all for that approach a little more within the brotherhood. But that that approach, I do not think works outside very well. Look at street preachers, right? Yep. Street preachers, number one, give us a huge bad rep. Nine times out of ten. That Sometimes, depends on the street preacher, though. You're right, because the ones that are holding up a sign that says Jesus loves you are the ones that are effective. The ones that say I God would, hates 
I hates I'm, abortions and God hates this and that. Like street, there's those, a lot more to to street evangelism than holding a sign. I didn't and, say street evangelism. I said street preachers. Well, there's a difference. And street when well, street preaching as well. Right? But a, yeah, like, nine times there, out of there's ten, there's signs they're, certainly. I get. I I don't like the. Those signs they, they immediately come off as a combat, as a confrontational combat. I don't stance. love you. And that's is not, what it says because it says I hate you. That's not what. No, it says God hates you. Right, it does. Which, Let me tell you about him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm though. Not, that's not. But that's not where that, that that's a big stretch between telling people like we can't be a good father without the good father to learn from. That that's not. I'd say you like, can't be a great I'm not, one. But should I sing it. No. Okay. <laughs> like I hate that song. We like how like You're good good father. I, I kind of want to go back a little bit to what he was saying about the church and how we've failed as a church and sure. and looking and and this is one of the this is one of those things I think the church has failed on and and the reason because this is where we start to give a little and it starts to be. It, it starts to be a little more like um, where we're a little more worried about like, oh, well, we don't want to rub anybody the wrong way. And, you know, and now we're like walking on eggshells, which I'm not look, I'm not I'm not saying that we shouldn't be wise with our words. That's not you know what I'm I saying? I understand. I know I get what you're but, saying. But we have that. to be able to, to boldly proclaim the gospel sure. and boldly proclaim that sin is going to kill you. And and that we want to save you from that, and and we're not that, the ones that well, are going to save that, them. Well, we want you to be saved from that. Sure, but, you know. Bet, let me word sure. that better, right? But here's the thing: what's the context? And the context is is paramount. Well, sure. Look at uh, a lot of the people who are out there that are big wigs today that are on the conservative side of the coin. Not necessarily they're, you know, Republican or whatever. Are very against the whole transgenderism, right? Sure, and. Every single one of them, almost. Can you like define this group better? Because I'm, I'm well, not I mean, sure like, who you're, you're talking, talking about. You're talking like Shapiro, okay. uh, Jordan Peterson, the... I can't remember the other okay, guy's so like name. Political... The, the big guys, right? The, the guys that people know yeah. about. Okay, right? political The people pundits. that are all over YouTube. The people okay. that, you know, any anybody probably knows them, right? <laughs> right. But they will they will say that... If, if confronted with, with the idea of transgender, or, yeah, the gender identity, whatever, that there are two genders, period, right? The, the, those that land on that side, the, there's two genders. Mm-hmm. And as much as they will be like, I'm not using pronouns, not going to happen. Like, it's just not those, that's, mm-hmm. you know, your preferred pronouns. It's not going to happen. At the same time, they will say that if they were out to dinner with somebody of the opposite that viewpoint, right? Somebody who believes that they are, you know, some ungendered person, whatever, um, that they're not going to be like, you know, they're not going to argue. They're not going to go out of their way to call them by their specific gender that they were born with, right? Like they will use their name, right? Because that's loving. Calling somebody something, even if it's true, sometimes can be the mean thing and not the right thing. Yeah. Like I could just call you by the, by your preferred name. Yeah, sure. Right? Because that's 
that's truth. You, but I mean, you it get to be, choose that. It can be delivered in a way that's that's has malice intent or or is. But what I'm saying is is calling somebody's sins out, even if it is vague, is not the initial approach. I'm s- because that does not convey love. I understand that it comes from a loving heart because it's, you want them to be. It's better for them to acknowledge their own sin, right? Uh, like, uh, and that's. It's so better for them I'm, to be in a position. In, in to this situation, it. there is no one to ask the question, and so I made a statement, right? Of like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, I I understand what you're saying. Like, I'm not going to just walk up to somebody and be like, "You're an adulterer," and I know you are. Like, because that, that doesn't make any sense. Why would I do that to someone? That's that's not going to help me. The conversation has to already be happening, right? sure, in order for for that part yeah. to come up. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm I'm making a generalized statement about in I, in our marriages that the downfall of the home has really come down to a lack of God, and 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 there's evidence for that. And I like I just don't have. I'm not going to apologize for saying what is true. You I, know, I I get it because I want. That I would like the lack of God has so, been the downfall so, of humanity so, for yeah. sure. It's the right? lack of we a father that. figure. <laughs> but Ooh. oh, look at that! Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Breaking it's tension. it's lack of the real father figure. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. It's, yeah, it's and and but we can start by trying to make people understand that. Mm-hmm. Well, guys are guys, girls are girls, <laughs> right? Like, but we can do that in a loving way too. Sure, yeah, but and, I mean, it's yeah. and like, we start by telling the explaining to the people that like having that wholesome, full connection allows people to. Uh, well, you have a little boy in your house. Mom can't raise him. Mom can't. Mom doesn't know how to be a boy, yeah. right? She can't satisfy. She can't satisfy yeah. the, the, the the needs and biological you know needs. She can Dad, try her best. That's the Dad, best she can do. You can't satisfy the the teaching of how to be a woman because sure you ain't been one, and so like when we teach that that is the case, yeah, then then families start getting back together, yeah. and then when that happens, we do start seeing more people being open to religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. However, I agree that once you have Jesus, like it makes it a little easier to accept some of that other stuff. But if you're talking about non-Christians, generally the approach is not Bible first. And it, it's acting like Bible first, but not speaking out Bible first. Because the very first thing that I would, I would do if I was pretending to be an atheist is when you brought up the whole, prove to me that God exists, and you throw, start throwing out Bible verses, I'm going to tell you, well, you're an idiot, because who cares about what that thing says? Like, you gotta, you got to start somewhere else, because we're not on the same level at that point. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, sure. we don't accept the same things as truth. So you got to start from a, a different place where you can be on the same footing. And that's where relationship is built. And then, then, then you have the right to start speaking into things that will eventually, hopefully, convict them through the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? I just, so I, I, I hate... I hate to not go the routes of explaining all of these kinds of things and talking these things out, even if it's an argument form, like, uh, or discussion form, or I, I know everybody hates the word argument. I like the word argument. Um, debate form. Is that a nice? You now have three minutes Anyways, for your I rebuttal. Am, if, if, you <laughs> haven't, if you haven't noticed, I don't care what you call it. I don't have, like emotional feelings about this topic right but some people do so (laughs) and i just don't know i don't know i'm trying not to be all i think about it and like the difference that you've gone through in a year is like 
crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's crazy Trey, for Trey. Like it's like yeah. the difference in you and the you know just the growth that we've seen and stuff like that. Not everybody is going to get on board as fast as you did. Oh no, I and got like that. and I know it might not seem fast, but like. But there's going to be some people whose journey, it's going to take them a longer, a much longer time to yeah. get to the point where where you are or where, you know, at the, where you are at this point. It yeah. could take them three, five. It could take them the entire life to get to that, you know, get to that point. The, and that doesn't mean that they're not Christians or that they're not saved or that they're, they're not no, whatever. And it's just God's journey for them is different. No, absolutely. The pieces that need to work together, though, are the head and the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes one of those things runs way out ahead of the other. You're a heady guy, and yeah. I, I, I try to do my best to reel you back because <laughs> yeah. it's yeah. easy for the head to run away because yeah, you, yeah. you read the Scripture, you study the Bible, you, you read commentaries, you mm-hmm. take Bible college classes. Like You do mm-hmm. all those things, and... It, it can very easily puff you up because I work that same way too, and I've had to be be, be reeled and back I've time seen, and time again. And I've seen people so, that have just gone saw through something the on the same topic. Oh like, yeah, I, I like minutes. this is so funny. I just saw something like on this like uh, that. Oftentimes we get ahead of ourselves in our faith, mm-hmm. and we try to go so you know too far, right. and then and and God has to reel yeah. us back. Yeah, and and, and he uh, he allows your heart to catch up to your head. Yeah. And I think for most of us, uh, at least I can speak probably for most guys, our head has that tendency to run away. And our heart sometimes, yeah. sometimes we just shut it off. And we're just like, I know all the stuff I need to know. I don't even care. Like, I don't and need the I've love piece. And that's so where... so many ministers fall into that trap. Sure, And yeah. not be able to get out of it and not become effective and then quit doing ministry because it didn't work. Yeah. And I'm like, you had no heart in it with right. what you were doing and what you were yeah. saying. You were just telling telling people or teaching people what to do not the reasons behind it yep. like and i think i think that's why i come at it so hard whenever when, like people like you or john right or, and we've you guys also come from that, different places than you buttheads you're right absolutely 100 percent. why are you calling trey and john buttheads no no no. i'm saying when i butt heads with him um <laughs> when he's a butthead with us. i'm the butthead <laughs> i'm the butthead I, i'll accept that um agreed and but that's, <laughs> that's because right. like i don't I don't want you guys to go down the same path that I've seen a lot of other people go mm-hmm. down because I have lived yeah. it within the the I- identity of the church that my have, whole life. Yeah. And I went people to that Bible have become college the Pharisees already. And, the and I, yeah, I've and seen stuff. it. I and you. I'm not saying that I'm great at it. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying I want to head off. I want to cut nip the bud before it blooms <laughs> and, and turns into this like, thing that is it turns so many people away especially for those who go into bible college they come out of bible college talking all heady and it's like i understand why mm-hmm. i understand why you want to because it's like wow look at all this stuff there's so much to this yeah and it's cool and it has a specific word that it means this and there's specific specific things that are defined this way and and all these things and you know the average person doesn't care nor understand and and I want to reel I want to reel back some of that wordiness and that approach before you get ingrained and stuck in that mm-hmm. because our jobs especially as as 
what I want to say lay followers. I almost say that even a lot of pastors are, are lay followers in comparison to like scholars who, who are, that is their job is to, to study scripture and, and kind of, you know, translate it and try to unlock it and blah, blah, blah. You guys know what I mean. And, but like the, that's their profession, right? Is the actual studying of ancient scriptures and stuff like let them be heady. But when you're dealing with real people, we can't do that. Like, it doesn't translate to yeah. them, and they don't understand it. That is a big issue with Bible college is it doesn't teach you the heart. Yeah. It, it can. Yeah. Like, uh, in, in an educational institute like that, you can you can connect with some, I, I think, I've some had, profs. I've, I, did have, that, I did have a really good professor that was a uh, campus ministry professor at a college, or, yeah. or campus ministry leader at a college, and he was probably the best about teaching us the heart behind it. Yeah, but very few of the other ones. Right, were. very, very and few. I love these professors, and they were great professors sure. and great they, human and beings. And they can be great at those kind of things, but there's just something that can't translate academically to the heart, and that all comes with practice. You know, John, I don't know if it does online, but on, at Johnson, you have to have service learning hours. So, you know, that's I don't think they have anything. Like that's that. one of those things that they try to connect the two. So you have to be out and active and serving. Yeah. Um, in, in a capacity that allows the heart to catch up to the head. Uh, but for the most part, your profs don't care about where your heart is. They care about where your head is, yeah. especially online, because they don't have actual face-to-face interaction with you. So it's, I'm going to grade you and judge you based on the content of this paper, the yeah. outcome of this test, the way that you accomplish these objectives, and not based on the emotion that's attached to that and what's behind that, the the heart, the intention behind it. Yeah, so kind of touching on what you just said about that that lack of heart. And it, it gets lost across... Because I'm taking courses online, it gets lost, sure. too. Yeah, like, it definitely and I've noticed does. that that makes it a lot more difficult to really yep. feel like that sense of community with your class because yep. um, you're only communicating through text mostly yep. um, in, in these discussion forums in yeah. most cases because everybody else has – most everybody else has either got a job or they're in school full-time. So, right. um, or they're both, <laughs> you know. So, um, But I, I've been very blessed in the first semester to have at least for each iteration of classes one professor who really stood out as being – um, more focused on the heart of what you're writing rather than the 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 scholarly, mm-hmm. spe- you know, not so specifically scholarly. And they they actually ironically fit each of my professors so far fit one of two categories. You have like um, middle aged to slightly over middle aged male um, professor doctors, and then the uh, probably in the 60s female doctors and the the female doctors seem to be much better at focusing on the heart and the <laughs> men seem to be much better at focusing on the mind it's yeah. it's almost kind of weird in that dichotomy yeah. it's almost like they were designed that way yeah <laughs> well and it makes and sense well uh, that's my husband what do i think with my head or my heart yeah yeah <laughs> it's yeah. true she, and, she, Although it's wonderful, I would say that's that and, and that brings mix. it full circle it right back what, into why how we... I, what I'm approaching. Yeah, when it comes to a lot of stuff, I just I, the only reason I I hit it hard right when it comes to those things is I just want people to realize that it doesn't matter if you're talking to a big group of people or not. Like 
you got to lead. You got to lead a certain way. You got to lead in love. You got to lead simply. <clears throat> right? Because if you don't, like, A, they're not going to understand. B, they're not going to want to listen. And yeah, obviously not everybody, right? Not, like, I, I love hear it, to man. hear people tell me that whole heady stuff or that accusatory stuff. Like, that is my zone. Right. Is that is that like argumentative phase that that uh, almost aggressive area and not saying that you're you're saying that we should be aggressive. I'm not saying that, but that's where it ends up. And a lot of times I not think with we you, should just in, in general with that approach like and I am that kind of person. I like that approach being approached at with me. Okay. Show me now. But I know <laughs> I know that that is not normal and it's not even the close to the majority. Yeah. So I just I, I don't know. I I want to I would, wife that's like I no. want to help you I want to help you not get to a bad place in the long run. That's yeah. all. That's I it's just the thing that that so I think you're seeing like a trap that I can run into. And I'm seeing a trap that you can run into. And really what we're seeing is the opposite spectrum end of 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 this spectrum. Right? Because this is kind of like a how do you deal with sin? Right. Do you. Right. You know, in, in 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 talking to other people. Right. And and so we certainly can't ignore it. Right. Right. And we certainly aren't there to 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 point fingers and and and, you know. We are not convicting them. We share the word of God, which which convicts Nick and I them, had a you know? conversation. And, a and I back. so I agree. And but we can't. It, it's this, it's a very, this is tough stuff. Like nobody said like preaching and, and bringing people to Christ is easy. Right. Like, and it was, it's certainly, you know, so I, I, I'm, I'm well aware of what you're saying and I, and I see what you're, you're pointing out. I see this pit of like legalism and, and, you know, I know when I've talked before, people are worried that's, you know, a pitfall uh, that I'm. I'm at and I'm okay with you guys being worried about it and I'm not I, I'm aware of the pitfall and I'm aware that that's not what I'm saying right in in I'm only thing I'm talking about is that we have to aggressively address sin because we're in a spiritual warfare right and and at war okay we can't we can't play defense all the time Right, like you can't curl up in a ball and 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 just protect. Hope, hope for the best. <laughs> you know, we have to attack it. We have to attack sin as 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 believers, as followers. We got to get out and we got to attack sin in the spiritual world within war. within our within within our capability within our and, and our within Christian our brothers and sisters. Well, Not outside of that, because look at the look. Listen, just for a second I'm, before you just jump to what I'm <laughs> I'm saying. From what I'm saying, all right. Look at the look at the armor of God. We talk about the armor of God. Sure. What are the things that we are in control of? Putting it's it on all the defensive stuff. <laughs> yeah, not a one of the items. Sword of the spirit. That's not us. That's nothing that <laughs> right. we have control over. We are defensive. Okay, right. We the sword is used by the spirit, which is indwelling in us. Right. Mm -hmm. That's not necessarily our personal spirit. Our yeah, it's not it's a, a rapier now. Um, it's not a pirate. For those of you who are nerds and know weapons and pirates, and anyways, um, it's that's 
that the sword the only the only thing that is aggressive sword in what we're given the sword of the spirit of the spirit right is not us doing anything with it do you Sharper have to cooperate do you sword. have to cooperate with the spirit you have to accept it do you have to cooperate like sure. does the spirit work without you doing anything yes absolutely if it's all throughout the old testament look at it it the still spirit. requires obedience. The spirit requires obedience. There we go. But but does it? No, it doesn't. Because the yeah. spirit can come and, and go and move. Not It now, came but, and went because of obedience. But didn't the spirit, which of God, harden Pharaoh's heart? If I, Wouldn't that be the same thing? And he was obedient to it. To the hardening. As was, it was, but as it was were the judges. Hardened. They were obedient to the coming of this of the spirit. David was obedient, and that is what made it effective. Okay, but what do we what are we talking about obedient then? I'm I'm talking about cooperating with the Spirit in speaking. So okay, okay, obedience truth. would be pointing back to Scripture, right? Right. Like there is nothing outside of the Scripture. Y'all, we don't argue from the Bible here. Right. We make okay. up our own crap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you anything that you can consider obedience that is outside of Scripture is not obedience. Period. That everything has to be measured by the scripture. So, I'm saying scripture doesn't say scriptures call calling people, out people's sin. I'm not first. I'm not calling out a, an individual sin. Okay, I'm calling out sin and the need to repent of sin. Okay. Which and the is, key there is all the way back to probably minute three um, <laughs> is our our context doesn't have a good understanding of what that is. Yeah. So yeah. in order for us to be able to approach it appropriately, we need to we need to get to a place where we can accurately define it to the people around us. Mm-hmm. And the way we do that is through a loving approach. It's both heart and head operating in unison. And that is where I think the spirit meets us is when those two things come together. That's where the sword begins to operate. And the sword is what convicts, and the sword is what compels. It's sharper, you know, sharper than a two-edged sword, able to separate bone and marrow. And that is what the spirit does. So we wield it best through obedience. Our obedience to operate within the confines of our calling and the the way we are to operate as followers of Christ, and you find that Jesus, he's harshest to those who operate in the church, and he's very loving to those outside of the church. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he doesn't love the people in the church, it's just that they've, they've completely abandoned him and rebelled against him and rejected him. And that's not even saying for us in our context that everyone in the church has rebelled and rejected, right? Obviously, the church has done something right for there to be three billion people that believe in Christ, or at least call themselves Christians. Maybe that's a little bit loose, but... And for there to be billions upon billions of people since the birth of the church that have operated in a way that helped facilitate its growth. So... Yeah, we get, we got to get get to that place where head and heart operate 
operate together. And we've got to earn our right to be able to speak into the lives of the people around us, especially in an overly sensitive culture that we live in right now, because the whole street preacher thing could be effective in other cultures. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could, especially hyper-religious ones, yeah. where where there is already a foundation of a, a spiritual understanding where you can speak directly into the correction of that. That might be more effective mm-hmm. there, but we live in a place and time and culture where we don't want anything spiritual. We spiritualize things that aren't spiritual and don't want spiritual things in our lives because we can't see, hear, feel, taste, touch those things. And so we're going to reject that because I don't want to have to answer to anybody other than me. Backpedaling a little bit before we land this plane. As you guys were talking about that made me think like, like head and heart, the call for a man to love his wife and a woman to respect her husband. Love is the heart feeling. Respect is the head feeling. And it doesn't come natural to either of the two to operate mm. that way. So hmm. we're called to operate and to find the harmony by connecting our head to our heart and our heart to our head. That's the only reason why marriage can function and reveal God's image the way it can. Because it's, it's not two heads together. It's not two hearts together. It's a head and a heart together. Yeah, I like how it all kind of circles back to man and woman need each other mm-hmm. to f- to to complete that home mm-hmm. together. Yep. They can't raise kids, just the one of them. Right. And it's not ideal. They and it's not them. ideal when you have multiple parents oh, yeah. in, in, yeah. in the mix either because yeah. you've had a fracturing. Because yeah. then it's like, what head do I listen to? Which heart do I listen to? Yeah. There's You're being pulled in too many different directions. We're given one head. We're given one heart. And those things have to operate. Caveat for Derek here. I'm not saying that if you're, if you've, you know, that you should divorce your, your, you know, and or or, or force yourself to get married or anything like that. I'm, I'm just saying that there's a better way to do it. Just that's it. There's one ideal way. Anything else less than that, we have problems. Yep. As evidence in my children and my family as well. Yeah. <laughs> so the symptoms to the issues that exist in, with our kids and families, they do obviously all rest in in a spiritual place in a place of i don't i don't care to know what scripture says i don't want to build my 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 life on the solid ground uh, i'm going to build my life in all of these different ways can we by some way raise healthy kids that come to know jesus even if we don't sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. my god can do anything my with I mean, without you my parents were divorced my dad traveled a lot. He was a truck driver, is a truck driver. Didn't see him all that much. I didn't spend any time in church as a kid. And now I'm a pastor. I spend every day in church. So it's one of those things where God still works in those situations. And even through the imperfect nature of our imperfect parents that may be doing things in a really imperfect way, there can still be good that comes from those things. I was taught very positive traits, some very positive traits from some very imperfect people. And sure. I'm doing the same thing to my kids, too, sure. I hope and think, even though one's rebelling right now. But that's okay. We have those moments. So 
Yeah, I don't even know what how to tie a bow on this thing um, because we've been a lot of different places. Well, in our time, because I was so mean to everybody, I guess. I'll, I will say that I love all of you, um, and I'm speaking from experience and my own personal experience in my life, and I know what it's like to be a man without God, and uh, when I started obeying his, what he, you know, what he wants for me inside of my family, uh, my family has become much stronger, much happier, um, much more full of joy, and much more peaceful. Um, the relationships are growing and blossoming and, and we're growing together as a family. And, you know, if I, if I sound harsh with you, so be it. I'm, I'm here to, to tell you what, what Christ did for me. And if, if it takes maybe being a little forward with the way that I talk and that gets your attention, I hope it does. And I hope that, you know, that, Whatever you do, you find your way closer to Christ. So, And the way that you said that there, in comparison to the way that you said it originally, <laughs> is, no, seriously, though, it's, it's a very good example, and it's the, it's the definition of what our testimony is, right? It's that relational piece, that whole, like, I've been there, like what you said. I don't want you, you to have to go through You the said things. it, perfect. Like, I, I, I know what my life looked We wouldn't have a like. show if I hadn't said what I said. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree, right? But I, I, I think that is a perfect way. Why do you way, think I right? say controversial things to lead? Yeah. <laughs> I don't need two marks. <laughs> All right? I don't need two marks in this room. I, I am a very... But what I said wasn't untrue either, so... No, but the way you said it the second time. <laughs> no, but seriously, in all seriousness, like the way that you said it the second time, is how we should all approach it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is this is this is what God has done in my life, and as you start unveiling your personal experiences with God, that's when the Spirit convicts them. Yeah. Awesome. These three remain: faith, hope, and love. But the greatest is love. Amen. Let it be so. Y'all, if y'all have a question, comment, concern, or want to share one of your emotional outbursts with us, you're welcome to do so at thetruthresponse at gmail.com. Or I'll give you Derek's cell phone number. It is... uh, No. (laughs) Don't give him my number. I might get him an angry call. I don't know. Uh, So, hey, Derek Tennant's cell phone number is... We would, uh, we would love to hear from you guys. If you have uh, anything that you'd even like to hear us talk about, we would, we'd be open to, to discuss that. We might not have answers, but we will have a good time discussing and uh, hopefully offering a solution somewhere along the way. Uh, otherwise, look forward to chatting with you guys again real soon. Have a great week, and God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and give us a like on iTunes and Spotify so that you will never miss a show. And while you're at it, check out our Facebook and Instagram pages and make sure you tell your friends about this show. You don't want them to miss out on the truth because we are all about the truth here. Thanks for joining us this week and God bless.